The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls around the world? I would like to welcome you back to the Real Talk with Zuby podcast. Now, on today's episode, we have got on a special guest. In fact, I am recording this right here in her studio. So she's in the hot seat and I've got the interviewer seat. And this is the host of the YouTube channel, Just Pearly Things, and the show the pregame. And this is, of course, Pearl Davis. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. No doubt. Thank you for having me as well. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Pearl, for people who are not familiar with who you are and what you do, tell them a little bit about yourself. Okay. So I run the YouTube channel, Just Pearly Things, as you said. And I do a live show four times a week, which is affiliated, I would say, with the red pill and like conservative space. It's kind of a mix. Um, I also play semi-pro volleyball and basketball in England. And I have, I grew, I'm from Chicago, mm -hmm. so I, I have 10 siblings or nine total, 10 or nine siblings, 10 total kids. Okay. So where did you grow up? So I'm from Chicago, the suburbs originally. Okay. And you are one of nine kids. That's a big story. So <laughs> tell me a little bit about it. Yeah. Well, 10 total. So okay. it was, okay. Growing up, I was one of six. Okay. And so sometimes when people ask me how many siblings I have, I don't know how to answer because growing up, I was the second of six. As far as I knew, there were six kids. Um, then when I was 22, I found out I had a brother and I literally had no idea. It was like a shock. Oh, wow. And so my mom and my dad got pregnant when my mom was um, younger. She was 18 mm -hmm. and she was just starting college. So and she her and my dad had only known each other like three months. So it wasn't, you know, mm -hmm. so they ended up giving that kid up for adoption. And I didn't meet him until he was like 31. Oh, wow. And so then that's seven. And then they also um, took in a teenager um, in their early 20s um, that she was she's like our second cousin, but we like to adopted her. And then there was two other teenagers they adopted. One was another like second cousin because um, my dad's one of 13. My mom's one of nine. So I have, oh, like, wow. I have a lot of cousins. Oh, wow. OK. okay. Um, and then we took in there's a kid that was homeless on my brother's football team and they ended up adopting him, too. OK. So total there's 10. But like when I was growing up, it was six. I was the second to six. And then. I like found out about one and then they adopted three after I was out. Like I wasn't in the house when they came. Okay. Yeah. That's so interesting. What was it like growing up in such a big family? Uh, it was good. I, I think it's a shame that more people like don't have that. They were kind of annoying when you were younger because everyone like, okay, the first 10 years of my life, I didn't know what it was like to not have someone crying or throwing a temper tantrum or something. Cause there's just always something like someone was fighting or whatever. But like when you get older, it's so cool because I don't really need friends because I, I can just hang out with my siblings, you know? And so, I mean, friends are cool too, but like, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's just cool to like, 
have people that you have something in common with and you can like always go back to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm from a big family as well. I'm, I'm one of five. Oh, wow. uh, my dad is one of 11 oh, and wow. my mom is one of six or seven. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm used to the big family dynamic, but I think having four siblings versus having nine is even, I mean, nine, nine is, that's a, that's a big number. Yeah. But you remember when I was growing up, it was five. It was five. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so when I was in the house, there was five siblings. I hear that. And the other, like the three teenagers were adopted when they were like 16. So they're really only in our house for like two years. Okay. How old were you when they were adopted? Well, the first one, I wasn't born. Um, okay. So like Mary, she's my oldest sister. Mm-hmm. I was one when she moved out. Mm. And then the other two were later. So Brian was adopted when I was 18. So I, I was a freshman in college. And Chaz came the year after. It was kind of weird because I came home and like Chaz was just there. <laughs> and I was like, who's this? <laughs> <laughs> like, That's your brother. <laughs> and Adam, well, he wasn't adopted then. Yeah. Adam, my other brother, Adam, just brought him home. And like, didn't really tell anyone. And it was kind of like, okay, how long is he staying? Yeah. And then he just never left. Okay. Yeah. And I think, yeah, so it was good on him. He picked a good family. to. <laughs> That's interesting. Tell me a little bit about your parents. They sound interesting. Um, so my parents, they own a software company. So my, my dad and my mom trying to think yeah so my dad started the company when he, he's like four years older than my mom or five so he's like 21 22 mm-hmm. and my mom was supposed to be a teacher mm. and my mom ended up quitting being a teacher to work for him and then they started like a huge company and then they ended up employing like two three hundred people and yeah and and that's the thing like that's kind of what got me into red pill because i would hear all these things about like high value men and i was like well that's not really what i grew up with Okay. And I think a lot of people don't really understand like what it takes to like build something like that. Mm. Like most people don't want to work 80, 90 hours a week. That's no. Like, no. No. Tell me a little bit more <laughs> about your dad. Um, I I love my dad. My yeah. dad and I are really close. Um, I can sense that you have a really good relationship with him. Yeah, yeah. He's um my dad's like the hardest working person I know. And it's really cool because he like he doesn't drink, he doesn't have social media, he doesn't like he he's just like like literally like like one of the best people i know that's the best way i could say to describe him that's and, awesome and he he helps me like he's so helpful like he would always be the type when someone was like carrying bags like out of like a store that he didn't even know he would just like take them and bring them to their car mm. and like he didn't even know the person okay and he's just that type of guy that's awesome now you started your youtube channel when um I, I think I had an account. I started posting about a year and a half ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. And what was the first content you were putting out there? I did a house tour okay. at my parents' house. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I did um, rap music reactions after that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what made you even want to start a YouTube channel to begin with? Um, I just like YouTube. I've just mm-hmm. always, I've never really watched TV or movies. Even yesterday on the show when they said that actor, I was like, I have no idea who that is because oh, yeah. I just watch YouTube. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. It was kind of like I was in sales and I hated sales. I was, oh my God, it was horrible. The worst two years ever. And I was just like miserable. And it was funny. I saw your channel okay, and you were like one of the first content creators that was kind of like dabbling in everything I was interested in. So mm. it was like, you did the political stuff, you did music, um, and you did, 
you you did you wrote too you wrote yeah. a book yeah and so i was kind of like and you did the fitness and that was like mm. all the things that i was interested in and i was like oh my god you can make money doing those things <laughs> <laughs> and i remember i showed my dad your website and i was like oh, wow. dad i don't know what i want to do because i quit my job randomly and i just moved home uh -huh. it was a bold move i told him i was going to be a tiktoker and, <laughs> and <laughs> i didn't even tell him i was moving home i just like did it yeah, yeah. they were they were not excited okay. um <laughs> moving home from where i was in milwaukee okay Okay. So I worked in sales for two years in Milwaukee and I just hated it. So I quit my job and moved home and then told them I was going to be a TikToker. And then I started YouTube. Awesome. Yeah. And when did things start to, cause your, your channel's grown really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you, so you did your house tour mm -hmm. and then you did some reaction <laughs> videos and then uh, what after that? I, I would not recommend people start the way, like do it the way I did. Cause I, I it's, uh, um rap reactions actually put me on the map like i got me like twenty thousand subs okay uh but it kept getting demonetized so then someone mm. sent me um a kevin samuels video and i reacted <laughs> to it it was like whitest girl on earth reacts to kevin samuels because <laughs> that's what the rap ones would be it would be like whitest girl on earth reacts yeah. to Pooh shiesty or whitest girl on earth reacts <laughs> to like and and i would like interpret the music okay and and like it would be wrong. Like I found out what a steppa is. I didn't know what that was. A steppa. Yeah, I can't remember anymore. I, but that was like I don't one even of the know first. If I know that one. <laughs> I'm a rapper, and I'm like, yeah. man, I don't even know if I know. Yeah, that well, one. I think I think you're maybe a little different than the stuff. Yeah, I, was I know. Reacting. I know most slang though, but I'm yeah. I'll have to look that. I one. don't. Yeah, yeah. So I would Urban Dictionary a lot. Yeah, I, yeah. So um, then the, after Kevin Samuels, that was kind of when I went into Red Pill, mm. and then my channel just kept going. So I just kind of started doing what worked. Gotcha. So are you the whitest girl on earth? I would I would say yes. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I do. I will say I do freestyle a little bit. Really? Yeah, I do. Okay, I didn't know that. I'm not going to I'm not going to put you on the spot on a podcast. Oh, you could. Really? No. Okay. I was like, well, you're going to be the first person to rap on the, on the podcast. No, yeah. no. I but yeah, I would say probably like where I grew up. <laughs> probably. Yeah. It was pretty suburban, you know. I hear that. Yeah. So you mentioned the term red pill. Now, some of my audience may know that. I think a lot of them won't. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by that when you say red pill content? So I, I just mean, I think it's a Matrix reference, which I've actually never seen the Matrix. <laughs> As I said, I don't really watch movies. So, yeah. um, but it basically means like this is the way the world like you think the world is and then you take the pill and you see how it really is. So I think a lot of guys are confused because they're told to just be nice to women and like put them on a pedestal and we don't like that. Okay. Why not? Why? Um, because usually those guys don't have a backbone and we don't like a guy that can't tell us no. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times like those guys can't. And so they've just been told their whole life to like say yes to whatever she wants to make her happy Yeah, yeah. and like happy wife, happy life. Mm. But like, I feel like women, we don't even know what we want. <laughs> at least you're honest um <laughs> nah so what is it that drew you into that space because it's obviously a primarily male space i'm nosy okay i'm very nosy okay um so i want it kind of it started with pickup i went to a pickup artist conference oh wow yeah 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 this where was, was that uh vegas yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> this was an interesting okay yeah because what i did was Okay, I had I w I would see things from like stuff is cold, 
Mm-hmm. Have you heard of him? Yeah, I know stuff is cool. You know, and like um, alpha male strategies, he'd be mm-hmm. like, fuck these hoes to sleep. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> 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 you can see all these are on my channel, like yeah. old, like I'm like, ah. <laughs> and so I was just interested in like the tricks they would say. I mean, I don't even want to say tricks, but like how to build attraction with the girl. Cause it was really interesting to hear it from like, uh, the men's point of view kind of like if you were to listen to like i don't know some sort of like gold digger conference, gold digger conference. <laughs> i was gonna say women don't women don't have nor need games so. i mean if you want to it, it would be like how to lock down a, yeah. a yeah, yeah like it would be interesting mm-hmm. to hear what they would say yeah so i was kind of listening to it and it all led to me i went to this pickup artist conference which is nuts because these guys just would spend thousands of dollars mm-hmm. to go to these conferences to learn how to get laid. I was like, I got to see this. Yeah. And yeah, it was it was interesting. And I was like, wow, that is harder than I thought. How, ma- how many <laughs> women were there? You must have been in a... I was, no, I was the only one. The, you were the only woman at the whole thing? Oh, of course. Well, it wasn't like a big conference. Okay. Yet. Sorry, I, I'm probably not describing it right. Okay. It was it was like 10 to 12 guys Got it. and like three instructors. Mm. And it was wild because the instructors, like they took home a different girl every single night. Mm-hmm. Like probably four, five, like five total in three days, mm-hmm. which is mad. I was like, oh my... Wilding in these streets. So it was like a multi-day event. Yeah, and and they would just like tell the guys like approach the girls this way. This is how you build attraction, Mm -hmm. or like this. You know what I mean? Like don't bore her. Like that sort. And some of it I could see like as being helpful. Like because I think a lot of guys are awkward. They don't really know how to. Yeah, and women are difficult. You know. Okay, I'm not gonna say. So all this just stemmed just stemmed from nosiness. Um, Because I, I asked that because a lot of women have a visceral aversion <laughs> and almost disgust to that whole world of yeah. pickup and the manosphere and the red pill and all that. Uh-huh. Um, and it seems like you didn't, you didn't have that type well, of reaction. It started with that. And then it, because then pickup kind of led into red pill. Okay. And I, I am a big believer in like men's rights because I do think that men are discriminated against in society. How so? Um, like, I just think that, you know, there's this whole culture of like men are trash, men are the problem. And it's very like okay for women to like say stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I just don't agree with it. Um, I have five brothers. Mm. I, I'm I love my brothers. Um, shout out Adam. He helps me every month with accounting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just don't agree with that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then tell me more about this journey. So you went to this pickup artist. Mm-hmm conference yeah yeah and you were the only girl there yeah, yeah, yeah. and then how did they react to you in fact did they think you, they must have thought you were an agent <laughs> or a spy met, or something i met some interesting characters uh, oh my god this one guy told me about how he wanted to do like world domination okay. yeah it was just like that yeah yeah he was like conservative but it was like the most you think i'm pretty concerned oh my god <laughs> <laughs> this man wanted to like take over the world it was but no they were they were all really nice yeah. i mean i i think they would be to a girl like if you're you know um but no i mean they were nice it was just interesting to watch because it was crazy they had to approach so many girls just to like get one to talk to them Mm -hmm. and i was like wow this is harder than i would think it would be okay (laughs) yeah i i think women have no idea how much rejection implicitly and explicitly men face because a woman can go her entire life and never approach a man yeah. And never really get outright rejected and the yeah. way that a guy gets outright rejected. And I think also women don't understand 
how much confidence it takes to approach a woman mm-hmm. in person that you're attracted to. Yeah. Um, they, 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 all, most women literally will, would, would never do it the other way around, mm-hmm. but they don't understand that. It, it's funny because women are intimidated by men due to our physical capacity, mm-hmm. right? So a woman might be, if she's out and about and there's strange men, you know, she might be on guard in terms of her own physical protection mm-hmm. and safety. But I think that most women don't understand just how intimidating an attractive woman is to the average man. I don't think most women are that scared to like that are intimidated because of men or anything. You don't I think? feel like okay. no, no. Okay. I feel like if they did, they wouldn't. When I say intimidated, <laughs> I mean a general level of just phys- heightened physical awareness. You don't think that's common? I- I think. Around, I mean, if it was, I wouldn't see these girls getting drunk at two in the morning walking okay, down. Okay, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, maybe, maybe because I'm, maybe because I'm, I'm also thinking quite globally here. Oh uh, sure, maybe not, globally, but I'm, yeah. I'm thinking in the West. I've okay, never. Okay. <laughs> I'm just like, I, I don't. Half the girls that come on my show are going to a place they've never been, being recruited yeah. by a dude. <laughs> like, fair, fair I enough. Don't, I don't think they're that scared. Yeah, fair enough. So, what what was the thing? What was the what were some things that surprised or shocked you, or things that you really learned where like a penny just dropped and you were like, "Oh wow, okay, I didn't know it was like that." Oh my god, they, they uh, these guys. Okay, because the guys at the conference some weren't like i wouldn't say any of them were like ugly ugly like mm-hmm. they're they're okay yeah. you know and they would get like rejected by whales mm-hmm. harshly mm-hmm. and i'm like girl you're lucky he's talking to you yes <laughs> i'm like it would be like a mega whale like a beluga <laughs> whale. <laughs> yep. and so i was like oh my gosh these are they're better looking than her mm-hmm. and she's turning him down yep. that's when i was like wow yep well, and I, and I was like, I wonder if I've ever, like, done the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, and then the other thing that I've never thought about is just how, like, girls are bailed out of every bad decision we make. Okay. And I didn't really realize that until I started, like, like watching the red pill stuff. But really in society, every bad decision women make, we're bailed out of. Like, if you, if you sleep around, we have birth control. Mm-hmm. If you get pregnant, the government bails you out mm-hmm. or he'll bail you out. Mm-hmm. And then even if you, like, if you leave him, you get half or you mm-hmm. get child support. And then some simp will bail you out after that. And then, and then on top of that, like, um, if you're homeless, there's women's shelters. So it's, mm-hmm. like, literally every bad decision women make, like, we're bailed out and, like, men pay for it. Yeah. And then we call them trash as a thank you. Mm-hmm for building all these systems that protect us. How do women react when you say that kind of stuff? They love me. They're like super receptive and open. Oh, really? Yeah. No. (laughs) 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 Um, You get called a pick me? Yeah. But I'm like, what, you want to die alone? Like, I don't say it. I don't say it because like I say it because I believe it and because it makes sense. When I I hear an argument that makes sense, I agree with it. (laughs) But... Like, I feel like a pick me is the dumbest argument because it's like, what, do you want to die alone? I think, well, I mean, there's cats. What are cats? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allergic. So oh, I'm, I'm, I do have a dog. <laughs> okay. Shout so, out, Kevin. <laughs> so I want to, so I'm curious about this journey. Okay. So you, you go to this, you go to this conference. Yeah. 
and then you start watching certain channels on YouTube? Yeah, I read I read Rolo's book. The first one? Yeah. Okay. And I read um The Game. Okay. Neil Strauss. Yeah. And then um I just watched like I used to do like five to ten reactions a day. So I just watched oh, wow. a okay. lot of people like a, a lot of content. Mm-hmm. Any particular channels? You mentioned a couple already. Oh gosh. Stuff is cold. Mm-hmm. If if I hear a guy that's talking to or no, not stuff is cold. Alpha male strategies. If I hear a guy and watches he tells me he watches alpha male strategies, I'm like, nah. No, I know what you're on. I know what you're on. <laughs> nah, I'm too. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, Rolo Tomasi, yeah. I, Kevin Samuel. I went on Kevin Samuel's show. Okay. I went on. Um, I, I watched Fresh and Fit. I watched. Um, yeah, there was a lot of different like red pill channels. I okay, what was your appearance on Kevin Samuel's show like? Did you call, did you call in or? Yeah, um, I called in because I was like, oh, this is easy. I just clicked the Zoom link and I'm on. Wow. Like, I was excited. And um, yeah, no, he he was just asking me about my boyfriend at the time. Okay. Um, I actually did have a call with him after. You didn't see it, mm-hmm. like, because, like, that was on screen. But I talked to him after. He told me to dump my boyfriend at the time. Oh. Yeah, he did. I did, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, Shout geez. out. <laughs> um may, may, why why did he why did he say that uh, you, know, uh, you don't have to go too personal if you don't um, want to but like that's quite a yeah um you don't you don't have to, you, you don't you don't have to, you don't have to, if you don't I, want it to it was just to. the right yeah, yeah. it okay. wasn't wasn't the right you know I, yeah, fair there, enough. yeah fair enough and then when did you start your show the pregame i started at february 27th of last year okay and what was the impetus for that that's a big word oh what what made you decide to start that <gasps> okay that's better what oh. was the reason reason <laughs> um it was kind of like i i when i was in london it was the most diverse city i've ever been in mm. i thought it was so cool how i could meet someone from italy um the u.s mm-hmm. romania mm. um freaking Everywhere. I don't know. Yeah, any anywhere. Yeah. And I just thought it was so cool that I could have all of these different cultures in one place. Mm-hmm. And even just playing on like sports teams and at the school, like there's a lot of international students. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking like I could start this show and bring in like guys and girls to talk about like dating and different like topics. I didn't necessarily think it was going to be like red pill. Um, it was more to, like a fun show. But that, then... I don't know, the red pill topics like work, they're doing well. And I thought they were interesting. So that's cool. And what have you learned from what have you learned from doing it? I mean, you've done how many episodes now? Oh gosh. Um, I think we're at like 80, like roughly a little under 80. Um I've learned that like women as women, we say a lot of nothing. (laughs) <laughs> and i catch myself doing it and my ex-boyfriend would say this to me like he'd be like shut up <laughs> and i didn't really i was like well that was rude until yeah. i've talked to <laughs> women for months and months and you'll just ask them and we don't answer questions no. and i'm not saying i'm special okay i'd yeah. like to say i don't i don't say i'm special in any of this uh-huh. i do the same things um like but I'll like catch myself because I've talked. Oh shoot! I've talked to so many girls. Like we don't answer questions. It's like we'll move the goalpost. Mm-hmm. We'll do like, yeah. And and we're always late because when I'm recruiting men and women, the women 
Like the men are always more on time yep. than the women. And the women, it's like 50 50 if they'll even show up. Like, more yeah. Flaky. So, so I'll feel like I'm a guy mm. when I'm recruiting because, like, you want attractive girls to come mm-hmm. on the show, you know? And I'll be like, wow, I keep getting flaked on. This isn't nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's so interesting what you said there. You said that you 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 felt like a guy, <laughs> and then you and then you ask them questions. They don't answer the question you yeah. asked, and then they just say things. And you're like, you can't just say. <laughs> You'll see what we have to deal with now, our, our, our whole lives. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying men like some men do it too, yeah, yeah. but it is just not the same. Mm-hmm. It is not the same. Like the more I do the show, the more I think women shouldn't vote. <laughs> <laughs> she's going there she's yeah, yeah, going there yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just tell me i'll take one for the team I'll, yeah i'll do it yeah you, do can, it. you can you can say things that you know i mean i i can say anything but like you know I've, you, you've got the female privilege so some things are better no, you do you. too you broke the deadlifting yeah right? i'm i go back and forth on this to turn our rights for the for the moment i'll take one for the team <laughs> to get the outcomes i want <laughs> for this moment in time i'm ad- identifying as a man my beard you know i put the beard oil in it's you know it's shining um tell me some of the tell me some of the differences you found between the usa and the uk in what regard okay let's start with the topic that we're discussing you're mm-hmm. talking about intersexual Mm -hmm. dynamics and relationships, Mm -hmm. dating, all of that. Mm -hmm. Are there some fundamental or noticeable patterns and differences you've seen? Um, okay. This, this is my analysis of the UK versus the US. One, the guys dress better in the UK. Agreed. Yeah. Like I I would say overall, they're more like fashion-y. So, Mm -hmm. so do the women, Mm -hmm. but I would say like the guys, it's more like noticeable. Mm. Second thing, the girls here, they they still do the wild shit, but they're a little classier about it. This okay. is that's my interpretation. And and in the UK, it's different because everything closes early here. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the nightlife scene is kind of different. Okay. Like I don't I don't drink, so I'm not even I'm not really like you know You're not out there. No, <laughs> no. But but streets. just yeah. <laughs> Like <laughs> I don't. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> they yeah, because I. I threw you off. <laughs> <laughs> no, because the, because I just from my, I'm I'm not even gonna go there, but it's it's interesting the UK. I feel like you had something really interesting to say, and you censored yourself. <laughs> um. I I just feel like a lot of like the the modern like mentality is similar here i I just think the girls aren't as like i would think in miami it would be a lot easier to get girls to come on the show and like say crazy shit Mm -hmm. even though like there's other girls that like they they think the same way and have the same mentality but they're not as like open yes does that make sense that makes sense yeah so when you talk about that mentality what what is the mentality of the modern woman, the average modern woman that you see in the US or in the UK? How would you describe that mentality? It's like the it's like they almost hate men. OK, it's it's like a, a predisposition where they just like don't like they don't they feel like they don't need men, even though men built the world we live in. And we literally couldn't survive without men. Like even being a single woman is a privilege because in most of like history, how how are you going to do that? Mm-hmm. How, like Good luck. And where do you think that comes from? The hatred of men. Yeah. Um, I think it's in our media. 
And it's kind of like, it's even in phrases we say, like I even said something earlier. I said, my dad knocked my mom up and I was thinking about like, oh, that's kind of like putting it on the man. (laughs) And it's like, there's phrases like that we use all the time and you don't think twice about it. And, and I think that men have an innate protection like towards women. So like, yeah. And so you guys like you guys will give girls the benefit of the doubt when I am a girl. So I'm like, stop it. She knows what she's doing. Like, stop okay. it. <laughs> so where are men, where are men messing up? I just think they put up with too much. Let her leave. Like if, if she's going to treat you like that and like, like let her go because mm. she doesn't, she clearly doesn't want you. She like, okay. My, my, I tell this to my brothers, like, you know what it's like to have a like most guys that that have done well know what it's like to have a girl obsessed with them mm-hmm. and so like i i just feel like you should you know wait for that okay <laughs> because well, because if she's treating you like an option you are and she's probably yeah. talking to like 10 other dudes like stop it mm-hmm. how do you think that the world of because here's here's something that's interesting because with you're in your mid-20s right mm-hmm so you've grown up in an era where smartphones and social media yeah. have always been there yes. during those formative years in your you know, teens, preteens to teens and so on. I got mine so, in eighth grade. In eighth grade. Yeah. yeah. So, 12, so th- this is something that's interesting because by the time the smartphone and social media mm-hmm came out in my case i was already in my mm-hmm. in my in my 20s mm-hmm. so there was an era mm-hmm. before that even pre-internet and mm-hmm. pre-email mm-hmm. and all that and so i think even with a 10-year age gap say between someone who's 35 and 25 mm-hmm. or 32 and 22 there's actually because of the technology mm-hmm. there's quite a there can be quite a chasm because when when I was in school, mm-hmm. there was no smartphones. Mm-hmm. There were no there was no social media. None, none of that stuff existed. Mm-hmm. Even the internet was very much in its infancy. We had dial up first of all, and it was very slow. When I was in school, it took. Um, I mean, to to download a song, it took like you know if you wanted to download an album back when people were using Napster yeah, and LimeWire, yeah, yeah. you you left it to run overnight. I've never even heard of Napster. Yeah, you never. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> there we go. Right, Gen- generation gap. It's a peer to peer music sharing site. Uh, this one people you know started downloading and stuff. I mean, do you know what a CD is? Yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I've I've actually met people who and I'm like, oh my gosh, man. Um, am I a boomer now? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, okay, my sister. Yeah. Said that. Okay. So, boomer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that that's been that's so interesting to me because I I can't really if I think back to when I was in school, whether in Saudi Arabia or in the UK in boarding mm-hmm. school, if I think of adding smartphones and social media on top of all that teenage stuff already going on it just sounds like a it sounds like an absolute nightmare but i think that it's it's interesting because people who are now in their 20s a lot of stuff that is just normal to them and mm-hmm. standard and i i don't think they're really thinking that oh you know there was a whole era yeah before this before instagram and snapchat and mm-hmm. you know youtube and tiktok and all, all these things that it's so new yeah it's so new so how what kind of impact do you think that that's had on the perspectives of both men, young men and women who are growing up now and who are who are coming up and experiencing all this? Um I think that it gasses up girls' egos. Okay. Yeah. 
I think that Instagram is like a toxic mm. app. I mean, it can be. You can't. I, I will say, I, social media has changed my life for yes, the better. So. I I get to do. I love this job. Mm-hmm. I would. I, I am so happy now. Mm-hmm. Like I, this is so fun, and it's. I I am good. Like, but I would say overall as a society, it's like been worse. And I I think like girls like we think we're hotter than we are. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I noticed this partially at the pickup boot camp. So I'm like, you're rejecting him. And I was like, I wonder if I. <laughs> 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 and, and I was like, um, yeah, but like, I, it, because y- you can get like crazy DMs from people mm-hmm. and girls think that these guys are actually trying to like wife. Or... I have brothers. So like they would humble me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? <laughs> shout out, shout out Austin. Shout out Adam. <laughs> um, but like. Yeah, I feel like Instagram just like gasses up girls' egos and it makes men like more lonely, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, I think one thing that techno- technology's done a lot, but in terms of the you know, dating market and those dynamics, one thing it's man, it's it's done a lot. One thing it's done from the female perspective you've already touched on this is if you think back to even like the most beautiful girl in a town or a village in a city or in mm-hmm. the past, right? Mhm. It was, she only had access to the men in her locality, mm-hmm. right? So the, the the most beautiful girl in a school or a college or whatever, mm-hmm. there was still this limited pool. So she, she might get gassed up mm-hmm. or, you know, it could be even an average girl. She doesn't need to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. But I think that you're, you're getting attention from the males in your mm-hmm. local vicinity. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, a girl can be hot and have tens, hundreds of thousands millions Mm -hmm. of potential interested males Mm -hmm. expressing interest and giving daily validation from the entire world (laughs) right there could be dudes in africa asia the middle east europe usa wherever right and there's just and guys are so thirsty online right the guys are just there messing up the game online by just with with their insane thirst Uh, and (laughs) and uh, and it's just all there so it's like wow how can how can this woman not have yeah like of, of course of course she has it. this ego. is why we got to bring back bullying yeah? yeah yeah tell me more i i feel like okay i feel like <laughs> everyone should have a healthy amount of bullying growing up agreed because because <laughs> no because I, and i think that's why people from bigger families are better than everyone else <laughs> because because if i started to think too highly of myself my older brother mm-hmm would would humble me yes he would tell me no you're ugly and (laughs) 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 i'd be like i'd be like oh this guy messaged me yeah okay (laughs) 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 savage (laughs) yeah shout out austin (laughs) and i'm like i just feel like it grounds you a little bit and Mm -hmm. it doesn't you don't get that big of an ego because like the people around you won't let you but now we're afraid to be humble and nobody can be made fun of yes and that's what i don't like that's why when they were making me get in trouble for over my whale comments i'm like mm. whales can be made fun of just like everyone else if you want to make fun of me for being a ginger <laughs> i'll take i'll take it yeah yeah um man and i was gonna say okay carrying on from that point i think so we we've we've touched about the inflated ego with girls but what it's also done with guys is it's taken away that we we talked before about that rejection mm-hmm. right so now the way most guys 
interact is it's it's all online right it's all th- through the screen mm-hmm. so you don't need to develop courage you don't need to develop social skills right. and ability to talk in the right. same way right you can just sit there and be typing and swiping yeah. which is a very different skill set to actually walking up to a woman that you're mm-hmm. interested in mm-hmm. and breaking the ice and trying to have a conversation and so on and so i think on both levels it's really really skewing the situation yeah and also i mean there there's there's studies from some of these dating apps showing something that I mean, women find what like 80 percent of men to be unattractive. Below, to be below, yeah, <laughs> to unattract- be below average. I mean, we only yeah. swipe right. Like it depends what you look mm-hmm. at, but like, like I would say roughly five percent of the time we mm-hmm. swipe right on dating apps. Mm-hmm. And men, it's something like what 50, 50 60. roughly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> and men are like, oh, is she hot in there? <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's oh, hard. It's there. hard. It's hard out there. And another thing that happens with men is men are much more susceptible to the apex fallacy mm-hmm. right which is that in in terms of how we are rated and judged so mm-hmm. when people are even talking about men or talking about dating and talking about stuff oftentimes they're referring to like 20 percent 10 percent to 20 percent of the male population mm-hmm. the other 80 to 90 percent is almost invisible right they're not even being they're not even being considered when i'm hearing certain conversations about dating i'm like you guys are talking about like a very very specific well, even, even, set of go ahead yeah, even the girl yesterday she's i was like you can't have everything and she's like why not i'm like i yeah. don't know because we're human because, <laughs> like, <laughs> because these are people <laughs> yeah and, and and this is another challenge because of course in this era we have you know under the age of 30 in a lot of cities in western countries women are actually out earning men on average we know women are getting the vast majority i think about 65 percent of university degrees are going to women now um and as we know typically women tend to date and mate across and up socioeconomically and in terms of status and so on so all of these things are happening at the same time Mm -hmm. and it's creating a very i I don't know man it's creating a weird situation i asked it because i asked girls this on my show where i was like like what would you take for to submit to a guy to the point like if he told you to quit you'd quit because that that's really submitting is if you if you like really trust him like to yes. make that that big of a decision. Mm-hmm. And they would tell me like basically top 10% of guys and so I'd be like do you think you're a top 10% girl? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like I, I never understood that like I don't think money equates to like submission. I don't and like why do you have to date someone that makes more money? Yeah. I look, I think so much of it is you we can't com- a lot of stuff is just rooted in biology. Right. Yeah, but this is okay, this okay, is the thing. Then. So it's the same as, you know, men preferring younger women, yeah. women preferring taller men. Uh-huh. It's just rooted in biology. I think no matter how much we advance technologically and with all our social stuff and cultural stuff, yeah. and whatever, we still have when it comes to mating preferences. Yeah it's still really basic and primal. Right, but my thing is you you can't have everything. Oh, I, I, of course so, not. And so, like, it, I don't know. if. You, it, but people have been told, women have been told that they can't. Yeah, can. yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, you can't, you can't have everything. Yeah. No, dude, just because he makes less than you doesn't mean he wants to come back home to an argumentative girl mm-hmm. that's going to, like question every decision you make. Plus, we know we're crazy. Like, come on. Like, I just think girls... I feel like men just make better decisions in general. 
Yeah. And not not everyone. I know they're going to come at you with like not every, but like <laughs> I just feel like even the most even the most rational girls I know, like mm. men are more sane. Well, another thing we haven't talked about and this is you have had you've clearly had a good model throughout your entire life mm-hmm. of a healthy relationship and marriage and male female dynamic mm-hmm. dynamics mm-hmm. you've got lots of lots of siblings out there mm-hmm. the truth is that millions and millions mm-hmm. of people huge percentage do not mm-hmm. and i think that this is where a lot of it comes from i i think that the reason why so many beyond the feminist brainwashing i think mm-hmm. deep down the reason why a lot of w- younger women mm-hmm. and women of our generation think that they can't you know, submit in that word or, mm-hmm. you know, take the kind of second role or be a homemaker or whatever is because they've seen that go bad for another woman, poss- possibly their mother, right? Mm-hmm. They've seen, oh, you rely on a man mm-hmm. and then the man yeah, goes they, away and what. And so I, I think yeah, that there's they, massive trust issues there. Yeah, but the, they just heard the mom's side. Of course they did. Like, I, I have friends that, like, had a broken, fi- like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. their mom would just feed all this shit to them about their dad. And yes. then they turn 20 and they're like, what happened? And the mm-hmm. dad's like, she's she hasn't been letting me see you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so, I don't know. And, by the way, I don't think this is specifically gendered, actually, because it, it happens with men as well. Mm-hmm. I think the reason why so many men are afraid to commit or why so many younger men are opposed to marriage, it's not just as simple as the laws and the incentives that's yeah. a par- that's a part of it but it's also what they have seen modeled right so if they've seen it th- man there there are millions of people who legitimately have never seen like a healthy male female relationship and they project that outwards because they think that that is just the norm and the default and in some communities it absolutely is mm-hmm. that's the thing so I can see how someone would grow up in that and be like, well, mm-hmm. it didn't work out for my parents. It didn't work out for my yeah. friend's parents. It didn't work. Yeah. So. And and like the quality of wife is just like so much lower nowadays. I think the quality of both is lower to be real. Um, I agree with you. I, um, but I think that there are millions and millions of men out there uh-huh. who are not even, you know, and some of this is from not lacking encouragement. I think one of the hard, I'll tell you what I mm-hmm. think is one of the mm-hmm. hardest challenges for young men right now. Mm-hmm. I think one of the hardest challenges for young men is being very clear on what your purpose is as a man. Mm-hmm. Because as we've said in the past, mm-hmm. your role as a man was very simple. Mm-hmm. Whatever people think of gender roles, you mm-hmm. can't really argue that in the past and still in many parts of the world, if you were growing up as a young man or a w- young woman, mm-hmm. what your role is in society, mm-hmm. in relationships and so on, it's clear cut, mm-hmm. right? It's very clear. You're a man. You're going to be a provider. You're going to be a protector. Mm-hmm. You're going to be the one who is leading. You're a woman. You're going to, you're going to have children. You're going to be the primary nurturer and ca- caregiver. You're going to look after the home and so on. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can work a little. Yes, the man can do some of this. But that those are your roles, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. Whereas now you've got as I said, an ever increasing number in percentage of women mm-hmm. who are, they, they've, they've, they've got money, mm-hmm. they've got their careers, they've got their, appendant, um, you know, they've got their, you know, they, 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 they've got all that. The stuff that a man would typically mm-hmm. historically provide or still provide in many places, it's like, well, they've, they've got that, mm-hmm. but there's still the same biological attraction triggers and imperatives. So I think for lots of young men, they're mm-hmm. kind of like, 
And they're li- they're literally being told mm-hmm. by women and by society and by the media, yeah. oh, you know, we don't, you know, you, we, don't, mean, we don't need men, whatever, single yeah. independent woman. And I think there's so many guys out there who are like, okay, well, what do I do? Do I turn into, uh, you know, do I just take, take the, take the, take the, uh, the mac, the macking route. And I just, you know, try to get laid with as many women as mm-hmm. possible. Mm-hmm. Do I, you know, what, what do I, what do I do? Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of young men don't know the answer to that. And I think that's why from the Jordan Petersons to the Andrew Tates, mm-hmm. you've seen this meteoric rise mm-hmm with young men especially who are looking for this meaning and purpose mm-hmm. and guidance to find some type of direction. Yeah. I I still yeah. I think the girls are worse than the guys. Like by a lot. Tell me because, so. Tell because, me how. Because men are still expected to protect and provide and they still make more money than girls by and large. Like overall. N- not younger. Not uh, not, not over not, not in the twenties. Not I'm talking about young men. Uh, let's let's say guys under thirty. Guys under thirty are not earning out earning women under thirty. Not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you could, if you want to make the money, I just feel like they're, they're still expected to protect and provide. They they are. But like women aren't young or pure. Mm-hmm. So like that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I think it's like worse on the girls because like the average age of first mm-hmm. marriage in the UK is what? 31. Mm-hmm. Something like, like that. What, what? Yeah. Well, 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 th- I'm saying this is what I, I'm not, so, I, I'm, yeah. I think we're saying the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying this is the challenge for young men. It's yeah. like, where do you fit in? Right. Yeah. It's like, okay, you can, I could be a provider and a protector, but women are kind of saying that they don't want or need that. And yeah. also I'm not, if if I look at the guys who are doing well with women, yeah, they're not necessarily doing the providing and protecting thing. So what am I? You to don't m- think rich guys get chicks? Of course. I'm, I'm, yeah. No, I'm not, I, I'm not, okay. I'm not, I'm not saying okay, that, okay, but okay. most, mo- are most rich guys, necessarily doing that traditional thing they're not oh no right exactly right so (laughs) exactly right they're they're just running game so these young men are like oh okay well that's that's the solution yeah right i learned some game yeah and maybe maybe i go to the gym and you know i make some type of money and i just try to attract a lot of females and have a lot of you know spin all these plates Mm -hmm. and 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 whatever it is but i think that it's just it's confusing yeah, I think it's I think it's confusing for women. Okay, and it's confusing for men too because it's mm-hmm. men are the like okay, well, what do I think men are more reactionary because mm-hmm. because women sort of set the rules. Yeah, women sort of set the rules because yeah. women are the gatekeepers of sex and intimacy. Right, and so men are always going to adapt and react mm-hmm. to the females in the environment. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's why the way people date and have relationships around the world in different countries and communities mm-hmm. it's very very different mm-hmm. because if it's just like oh okay the women are much more traditional and chaste and conservative mm-hmm. and they respond well to a guy who's just got a good character and can protect and provide right. then men are like oh okay for me to get a great woman right. i need to i need to do that thing and be yeah. that thing yeah whereas here or in the states, particularly in certain parts, it's mm-hmm. just like, okay, well, they're not responding to that. So I gotta I have to I now have to change my strategy. Maybe in my head it might be nice. Yeah. I think it would be nice to have that, but mm-hmm. that ain't working here. Mm-hmm. So I need to take this other route. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I, I, this is why birth control, ban birth control. Ban birth control. Tell me more. <laughs> wow. Pearl is go okay. <laughs> 
That's when everything starts. Well, maybe with the boat. <laughs> no, because birth control made like allowed girls to like go for those type of guys before. Mm. Like there was more of a consequence, so you would you would think twice before you sleep with the bad guy mm. or like the you know the, that archetype, right? Mm. But now it's like oh, there's a cop out, there's a bailout, mm -hmm. so you don't have to think twice. And so that that's why. Why do you think we got all these baby mamas with like the the kid the dad that's got three different kids and three different babies like, <laughs> like and then they're also bailed out because they're paid to be single mothers mm -hmm. like that that was next right so it's like i don't know i feel like every all the world's problems started with birth control all the world's problems yeah oh, wow. okay. yeah that's a big one yeah that's a big one i mean because it all started with the breakdown of the family and if you look at if you look at that chart where it talks about like the the rate that women were taking oral contraceptives with the divorce rate it's like mm -hmm. the same i'm sure you've seen it you're in the yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and so it's like it's also that's, the wel welfare policies that's, a big that's true I, I i don't think it was one thing but i think that started it interesting yeah and i'm like if we got rid of birth control like i feel like girls would be more selective with who they slept with you know, we'd see families come back again and, and, yeah. we, and get rid I, of the single mom policies too. I'm not, okay. and maybe they're right to vote. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we need, we need dictator, dictator Pearl in the, in the building. What, what do you think is the biggest challenge that young women face right now in this world? Mm, I think the biggest challenge, I think it's really confusing for like young women because mm -hmm. you're told to like, do what men do. Yeah, and we're not men. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that's the biggest challenge. Okay. Um, I've said what I think is the biggest challenge for men. What do you think is the biggest challenge for men? Hose. How so? <laughs> um, like I just think that they're they're getting finessed. More than previously? Yeah, like more than ever. Okay, in what way? Like, like there's so many guys, well, minus the ones there's, okay. Okay. There's two, there's two types. Okay. 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 There's the one guys that are like the top percentage. They're living their life. They're having a good time because they just have unlimited access to like women and they're like, they're, they're good. Right. Second type is like the guys that kind of get used for their like money and resources. Cause the girls don't really like, like them like that. And I would say like they, it's like they'll marry a girl and then she'll leave and take half. That's 50% of marriages. So I would say that like a bad marriage can literally ruin a dude's life. Yeah. And then there's a third type that just are like very lonely. And I would mm -hmm. say that's their biggest problem. And, yeah. and I would agree with you though, the purpose, I would say like men do lack purpose nowadays and they're very confused at like what they're supposed to do. So yeah. like before, you know, masculinity was celebrated, but yes. now it's, it's punished almost. That's the thing. And yeah. it, it's really sad because I, I'll see guys on my show. Sometimes they'll come on and some, sometimes I call them simps, you know, like, <laughs> and <laughs> I do. And I'm, but like, I'll see them and I, I see mm. that they want to say something and they're like conditioned. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Heavily, it's like, heavily. and I'm like, why are you like, I'm, uh, like, you don't have to say this because the girls yes. are here. Yes. Like, like, and it makes us lose respect for you because we, we know you're full of shit. Mm -hmm. We know, like, we can feel, we, we know when we're on shit. We know when you're on shit. Yep. Like, <laughs> I, I think, you know, I think the summary of what we're really saying is that women are being, women are and have been trained slash indoctrinated to suppress their feminine energy. Yeah. And to lean into more masculine traits. Yeah. And men have been encouraged and brainwashed to suppress 
their masculine energy. I think I think it's so interesting that toxic masculinity is a is a is a phrase mm-hmm. and toxic femininity is not. Right. Just just that fact, just the fact that there isn't even the no, it equivalent. does. It does exist. But it's it's funny. It's the opposite. Yeah. But no, no, I, I, no it, it exists, but, yeah, but nobody says it. No, it's not no, a, it's not a known phrase. No, I've had a couple girls on the show send me like oh, really? they say I should do a show topic on that. It's kind of popular in like the the weirdo space. I don't know, like the okay. li- liberal like that. Okay, sort okay. Of. Yeah. But it's it's but they when they call toxic femininity, they when a girl like does the traditionally feminine. Of course. Thing. So, of course. so it's all inverted. So they have it, but it's like the opposite. Ah, OK. OK. Yeah. Like, th- this is the thing. So, you want to be submissive. Yeah. Toxic so it, femininity. It, it's, an, it's an inversion because, again, I think so much stuff. We live in this weird age of people really, really hating biology. Yeah. Right. There's like this assault on biology and this notion that the way we are naturally wired Mm -hmm. is wrong. I mean, down to the fact that a man, you know, people literally saying a man can be or is a woman Mm -hmm. and vice versa. Like the most, you you can't kind of get more basic biology Mm -hmm. than that, let alone in terms of actual behaviors Mm -hmm. and things that people are attracted to or put off by Mm -hmm. and interests. You know, they're always trying to insert in fields. Oh, we need to get. 50 50 gender split in this or in, and it's like bro you can't have freedom mm-hmm. and have liberty and also expect to get these equal outcomes in everything because men and women are fundamentally mm-hmm. different and some people just view that as a problem that needs to be fixed and i'm like that is not a problem mm-hmm. it's not just okay it's good mm-hmm. the differences and that dynamic mm-hmm. were designed to be complementary to one another and this is the like I don't think most girls would want to do what men do if they actually had to do it. That's no, the, they don't, that's, but they but they've been they, trained to yeah. say that they do. Like okay, like the boss bitch thing. Like I I I have <laughs> no, I have a business. Okay, yeah, yeah. And this is the thing. I'm like I swear to God, most of you would not want to do this shit. Yeah. I'm like, and and this is, I outsource decision-making to dudes. Like, I literally thought of it because I was like, no, because I will think about a decision for like 10 years yeah. and I just can't, I don't know. Like, I just think this is how we're wired. Mm-hmm. And it's stressful making decisions all the time. And it's like, even the way I do it, like, it, it takes a lot off to know, like, I can go to my dad or go to my manager and like, they kind of like do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I'm like, I swear to God, all of these boss chicks, whatever, you would not want to do this. Like, you would not. Yeah. It's so interesting because you're comfortable and happy to say that. Yeah. A lot of women feel the same way. Yeah. But the programming will not allow them to say it. Just like there are a lot of men who feel a certain type of way about things. You you kind of suggested this with some of the people you've even had on your podcast. Yeah. They... They they feel like they can't say that thing because they've been told it's misogynistic or that they it's don't sexist. Want to get canceled. Or it's the, yeah, right. so everyone's operating from this position of inauthenticity, mm-hmm. where people don't even want to just say what they themselves are even like what 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 they generally believe or where their yeah. natural inclination is because they've been told. W- women have been told, you know, they they feminists like to make it seem like they're totally cool with women just being homemakers and yeah. you know looking after the kids again they're really not okay with it right like a <laughs> no. lot of a lot of feminists do not well, they don't like that they're not really in favor of that choice per se they like that word choice but actually when a woman makes that type of choice <laughs> they'll be the ones who are attacking did you see the tiktok i posted well i posted on instagram too with my friend Allie. 
I don't think so. Um, so it was trending on Twitter. Okay. And I, I asked my friend Allie, she's a housewife. Mm. And I was like, show me your ring. And she showed him this big rock. And I was like, how'd you get this ring? She's like, I submitted to my ma-. like, yeah. <laughs> And okay. she's just like talking right. about how um, she's like, yeah, you could go work for a boss or you could go work for your man. Like, why wouldn't mm-hmm. you want to work for your man? Like, mm-hmm. and it, it got such a backlash that we, it was trending Morgan, on. Twi- right? Yeah, it yep. was trending on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. Why are you guys mad? I'm not saying there's like one way to do things. Like my mom worked. It wasn't like, you know, she was like a homemaker. But I'm just saying like at some point, like we don't like making decisions. We think we like making decisions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the, the brainwashing is deep, man. And when you think of the people who orchestrate this stuff, it's like, cool. They've just been able to essentially double their double their tax base Mm -hmm. and smash down people's real wages over the decades. Mm -hmm. And now it's, it's not, this stuff is not accidental. This is the thing, you know, people think all this stuff is just a, it's like, no, this, these, these, these things over the decades are very mm-hmm. intentional mm-hmm. and planned and effective. Mm-hmm. Sadly, you know, it's very, it's very, very effective. You can tell when something's extremely effective is when people are essentially repeating propaganda mm-hmm. without even knowing its source or the fact that it is propaganda that someone mm-hmm. gave them. Like when you hear people even repeating certain phrases mm-hmm. and arguments, it's like, so that came from the top. Mm-hmm. You were told to say that phrase, you don't even know mm-hmm. that you're, which is why oftentimes when, when people can't even explain mm-hmm. what they're saying, like they're saying that they believe something and I'm like, you can't even explain it. You just keep repeating the line you've mm-hmm. been told to say, but you can't explain it. When I challenge you on it, it breaks down very, very quickly because mm-hmm. you haven't gotten past the line. We saw this actually, we don't want to, don't want to talk about the, the, the scamdemic necessarily, but you saw this over the past two and a half years mm-hmm. with all the stuff people were saying in 2020 and 2021, mm-hmm. and they're just repeating it and repeating it. Like they've been told what phrase to say, mm-hmm. and you ask one question and they just get angry because mm-hmm. they haven't come to that conclusion themselves. Mm-hmm. It was just like, okay, this is the phrase you repeat. Mm-hmm. This is the slogan. Mm-hmm. This is the motto. And everyone just walks around like an NPC mm-hmm. saying it. And I think that the exact same thing is happening here, even with, you know, a strong, strong, independent woman, strong, independent, like Mm -hmm. there's no, again, there's no phrase, oh, strong, independent man. Like that's not a phrase, (laughs) right? That's strong and independent. I'm alpha. (laughs) Even the fact that it's, it's just, yeah, it's just one of those things that's been repeated, 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 and young women now feel pressured or like, okay, that's what I'm. Yeah. That's what I'm supposed to, to do. So instead of leaning into any type of femininity, yeah. they now just think they need to compete and be like men in yeah. every avenue. And I'm like, most of you do not work hard enough. I, I swear to God. <laughs> I'm like, you would not want to do like, oh God, they would not want to do like half the work that I did to like, like get, you know what I'm saying? Like, of I'm course. like, you guys can barely get on the treadmill. Like how, how the hell are you going to start a whole business? Like, okay. Yeah, I, I honestly don't think Big most people Big Shirley? Want to. <laughs> Big Shirley. <wants> to. <laughs> Diane? <laughs> Rebecca? <laughs> uh, where, where does it go from here, Pearl? What's next? What's next? Um, what, With what? I mean, you, you're you on this mission. You're you're going to fix the world. You're going to restore oh, the, the proper I'm, balance. Oh, gosh. Yeah, uh, so. I mean, what's next? Um... Things are going to get better. Are they going to get worse? Um, I think it'll get worse. <laughs> <laughs> Optimism. We love it. <laughs> no, I'm just being real. Like, yeah. I don't. 
Where, yeah, where, I would where say do worse. You, where do you think the West is going to be in 10 years on this front? Um, probably, I think unless there's like a war or like a, rec- a really bad recession, like mm. I feel like unless there's something that makes like, like, okay, if there was a power outage right now, mm-hmm. do you know how many families would form? Because all the girls would look in their friend zone and be like, please take me. <laughs> please. You need an EMP, I just, fam. I was just playing. I, I don't just... want Chad. I don't want Chad. <laughs> <laughs> I was just playing. Okay. I was so scared. Like, yeah, so I don't know. But unless, like, I just think the world's, like, too easy. Mm. So unless that happens, I would say it's probably going to get worse. I I love that. <laughs> Here we go. Do you? You no. love that? <laughs> <laughs> no, not necessarily. Um, Pearl, where can people find and follow you online? Okay, I got a lot. So, yeah. so you can find me at Pearly Things with a Z on Twitter, just dot Pearly Things on Instagram. And I'm shadow banned, so you have to type out the whole thing. Just Pearly Things on YouTube and just Pearly Things dot four and dot five on tiktok they keep taking away my account so make sure you follow, follow the next one i know zuby says they spy on you <laughs> yeah yeah don't use tiktok guys yeah it's, well okay uh, but chi- if, if you chinese do, communist you, party okay, spyware yeah. yeah yeah so if you do um make sure to follow me on it <laughs> <laughs> and have them spy on you you know watching my stuff and yeah i think that's all of them awesome pearl thanks for coming on the show thanks for having me Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.